Now is the time, a time you'll look back on, a time you adopt as inspiration. You'll recollect this time, this moment, right now. Motivate yourself towards success. Overcome, take over. The time is now. We're back again, Wednesday night special. Uh, welcome everyone in the chat. Um, we can see everyone piling in. Great to see you all. Um, as of just, we'll just put in there, get your questions in for Charlie. We'll get him on very, very soon. But we are back for another special. Um, and to talk all things Newcastle, and it, it's never, never really a dull day um, in the world of Newcastle. Uh, so there's always something new to talk about. Uh, there is. If, if, if there's not something new to talk about, there's someone making something up. And we can talk about that as well. Uh, because, yeah, there's always some news somewhere. Someone is, is uh, on, uh, starts off a topic and, uh, yeah, just, just uh, goes from there. But, um, but how are you anyway, Daz? I'm Grant, yeah. Not, not a bother. Not a bother at all. Um, I said I, I join you tonight, Pete. And I know Chris is, is on, on tomorrow for a while. Uh, so I'll, I'll come and join you tonight. Um, yeah, I want to give a quick shout out uh, to uh, say happy birthday to Bronwyn. You might remember Bronwyn, Yay. who came on loaded a number of times in, in the past. But it's her birthday today. A uh, big birthday. Won't say what age, but say happy birthday. I'm sure she's off enjoying herself. Not listen to us, but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, give, give her a quick shout out and say hello. I know her dad is a massive fan of, of the, the show, definitely. But, um, happy birthday, I didn't realize, didn't realize it's her birthday today, but yeah, happy birthday, Bronwyn. Um, hope you're well, and I'm sure she is watching loading, <laughs> of course, she is. Um, still a huge fan, uh, as she tells us when she speaks to us. So, look. We have uh, another special tonight, um, a fantastic show last night with Miles and uh, and Dom from the Shields Gazette. Uh, and tonight um, we have another special and we have another guest that we know very, very well that's coming and joining us and um, specialises his trade um, in the Chronicle. Um, and it is Charlie Bennett, so let's get him in. Welcome, Charlie. Bonjour, lads. How are you doing? Good man. All good. All, <laughs> all good. good this end. How are you, more importantly? All I'm good. all right in there, mate. Do you know what it is? Today, I don't know what it is. I've just had a spring in my step. I've just been really, really happy. I don't know. I'm, there's a lot of misery in the world right now, isn't there? So, I don't know. I'm just trying to keep a smile on my dial. And just, I don't know, mate. I've just been really happy today. I don't know about you. I don't know how it is in, uh, in, in Ireland and in, in Leicester, but in Newcastle, mate, it's great. It's minus three, like, but... 
I'm, I mean, oh, I went. First thing I did when I woke up, I, I had no pasta. I wake up, I have some Weetabix, I have uh, some pasta. I need pasta. So I had some shorts on and went to Asda. Stepped outside the front door and it was minus three. There was like ice everywhere. And I was like, ooh, I checked my thought to see how cold it was. Minus three. I thought, nah, I'm not gonna put a uh, not gonna put a pair of joggers on. So I kept the shorts on, but I had a, I had a coat on, a pair of shorts, and I swear I would all everyone in Asda was like looking and thinking, is this kid mental wearing a pair of shorts? <laughs> <laughs> I was on the cell scan, I scanned this past and I could just see like eyes in the same heat thinking, why is he wearing a pair of bright green shorts? But anyways, lads, I'm Long story short, I'm feeling happy and I'm glad to be on the show. Cheers having us on. Welcome, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, always oh, great to have you. Definitely. And uh, look, you, you you're probably not the only one that's that's got that that spring in their step because look, we we said we'd, we'd, we'd briefly talk about it. We talked about it last night. You know, that win on Sunday was, was a big win, and I think after the run that we had where we were drawing a few games, we lost the last three up until this weekend. Just gone. Uh, it, it does give you it does give you that that, that buzz again, doesn't it? it? You know, from your perspective, Charlie. You know, you know how good was the win, uh, and and you know, do you think that's part of the reason why you've got that little bit of that spring in your step? You know, this week. I mean, when Newcastle win, it's always good news, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I thought the result, the win's always a good result, but I thought the result was way better. I didn't think it was a, a picture perfect performance from Newcastle. I thought, especially during the second half. Um, Wolves, I mean, if you look at the possession stats, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I think Wolves might have had like uh, 60% possession, 58% possession or something, something along them lines. So there was spells of the game where Newcastle looked, did look a bit lacklustre. First half, I mean, I've seen a, a few rose tinted views. I don't know what people think, think in the chat. I thought it was a penalty. I thought it was a penalty in real time. I thought it was a penalty in the replay. Um, so we got, I think we got let off a little bit with that one. But you know, we got the job done. Um, Isak in particular, was excellent. I thought Joe Willick was my man of the match. He does so much that does sort of goes unnoticed. You know, the transition from defence to attack and obviously he got the assist for the winner. Overall, it was it was a brilliant win. I mean, no win in five games, was it? And the, the fact Liverpool lost and, and Tottenham won, it almost felt like a, like a must, must, must win and they delivered. Got a good little run of fixtures. Now Liverpool have got a rocky run of fixtures. You never know what's going to happen, boys. That's it. You are absolutely right. Um, yeah, I think we were talking about it last night, and um, I think I don't know if someone mentioned it actually on the show last night, or someone else has mentioned it. But you've just talked about Liverpool. Then Liverpool have in their next three games: Man City, Arsenal, and Chelsea. That's their next three games. Yeah, that's massive. Like mm-hmm. you know, they, they've pulled. Let's face it. You know we had the we had the league table up last night, guys, didn't we? And we, yeah, we looked, I'm, I'm we actually looked. getting it now. Oh, I'm okay. The table, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing in the background. I'm, uh, I am listening to you, but I'm, I'm grabbing. And I I didn't realize there's there's a game on tonight. Is there? Yeah, the play of Real Madrid. No, yeah. um, Brighton, Brighton and Brentford. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Palace are playing and Southampton. No, no, no. Uh, Brighton are at home to Palace. It's Palace, the, okay. that South London derby. Yeah, the weird um, derby, that isn't it? Yeah, we're very weird derby. <laughs> um, that's for <laughs> sure. And, and it's Brentford um, playing against Southampton. Uh, okay. I think it's at Southampton. So, 
Um, we, you know, it's always nice if Southampton and, and, and Palace could do us a favour. Probably won't. Most teams don't give us a do us a favour when when we need them to. Um, but yeah, it's a Liverpool have, have shortened the gap, haven't they? But we have an opportunity now with the games that you talked about. We've got we've got Forest on Friday to set us off into the international break. Man United at home under the light St James's Park. They're going to be out with Casemiro. Uh, for four games. And then on top of that, you've got the midweek rearranged fixture of West Ham. You know, our, our fixtures look more positive um, compared to theirs. Wouldn't you think, Charlie? Absolutely, mate. I mean, just looking at that table there, forget the top three. That, that, that's the top three right there. We're in a little mini league now. Newcastle in a little mini league with, with, with Spurs and Liverpool. Liverpool have sort of, everyone had written them off a month ago. And then they had a little run. They weren't necessarily playing particularly well. I mean, we, uh, Newcastle had 10 men and f- for spells of that game, looked a better team. You know, missed some big chances. Wilson missed a chance. Byrne missed a chance. I think they edged out Wolves 1-0. But mm-hmm. they weren't playing particularly well. That Man United result, when they smashed them 7-0, sort of blurred everyone's judgment a little bit. But to, to, to be credit to credit of Liverpool, they have sort of came into it. But I did always think it was between Newcastle and Tottenham, and I think that group of fixtures coming up for Liverpool, that's going to be a rocky road for them. The, 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 for New, from a Newcastle point of view, I think what's going to be key, if you look, I think it's a start of April. I'll get the fixtures up now. Oh. I'll we'll set the go. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, Man United at home. That's always a tricky game. Yeah, and then we've got. Three away games on the bounce. West Ham away on a Wednesday night. Brentford away and Villa away. Now, away games in the Premier League, it's always it's always tricky. If if Newcastle can weather that storm and still be within touch and distance of Tottenham, potentially even level with points or just above Tottenham, if they're just still in the race, I think Newcastle have a very, very good chance of getting Champions League. The two, the two games in hand in particular are going to be key. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a it's a really good point. Um, I'd not looked beyond that point, Daz, but um, you know now Charlie's read out those results, what, those fixtures. Should I say what 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 are you thinking? It's that three three tough away games. Yeah, um, I haven't looked past uh, the Forest game today. The truth, because that was that was for, for me. It was first of all, it was, I'm sounding like Eddie Howe, but a uh, game at a time, again. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was like. We had a we had a win against Wolves. We've done that, and we have to win against Forest. Hopefully, we can do that, and we should with the, the mountain injury crisis that, that they have. Um, then I, I kind of take stock over. It would be it'd be twelve games left then, and I'll take stock over the international break uh, and uh, look at the rest of the. But it's it, the other thing is um, I, I disagree with one thing you said, Charlie. That and I, I would have agreed with you last week, but not this week. I'm, I, I'll, I'll disagree with you because. Man United, uh, they they were going to be missing Casemiro when we go to play them and for a few mm-hmm. other games as well. So you never know; we could pick them them back as well. It'd be nice to bring them get closer to them anyway. You know, mm-hmm. it, it do, I would have said last week, yeah, it, it's it's all all about fighting for for that fourth spot. But you never know; we could we could uh, bring them into the picture as well and uh, make it a straight shootout for for everyone there for the the, the two remaining places. Mm-hmm. I think the fri- the fact that Newcastle play on a Friday this week is absolutely pivotal <clears throat> to getting the result. Mm-hmm. Newcastle can set the pace here. Liverpool don't play at all. Liverpool have got an empty weekend. Someone might be able to correct us if I'm wrong in the comments. I'm, I'm pretty certain that their next game is Man City the week like, after the international break. And Spurs are away to Southampton, I believe. 
So Newcastle really can't set the pace here. I mean, this will bring Newcastle level on games of Liverpool and five points above them if they win. I mean, and given the fact that Liverpool have got a tough run coming up, that winning on Friday night will be massive. Even more of a must-win than the Wolves game, in my opinion. It, it, it kind of puts everyone else under pressure, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, it, the fact that if we go and do our business first on Friday and we get the three points, you know, we 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 are literally getting our business done first. It puts us a point behind Tottenham with a, with a game in hand still before they've even kicked a ball it in during that weekend. It puts a little bit of pressure on them. They're not playing well. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's it, it, I think you're right. I think it is a really, really important fixture within the weekend because it is the first one. But um, I, I have seen a, a comment that I've starred from David R. And he's thrown a little spanner in there, uh, top man, as, as always. Um, but has has anyone, uh, is everyone ruled out Brighton at the top four race? They have, they have games in hand and look dangerous. A bit early to rule them out completely. And obviously they, they're at home to Palace tonight and could quite easily, you know, cut the gap on us and Tottenham uh, with a win there and, and, and narrow that down. Well, what, what are your thoughts, um, Charlie, about uh, Brighton? Yeah, they have. They've went, they've went a little bit under the radar, haven't they? I think they'll just fall a little bit short. I think they'll just be a, a little bit short. They've, they've sort of they had a little more, a few weeks to sort of adjust after losing, losing Potter and getting to Zerbian. I think if you look at the teams above Brighton, I think I think Brighton will be the best of the rest. I think they'll be the they'll get that Europa Conference spot, the seventh spot, which is you know the best of the rest. I don't think. I don't think I don't see them getting Champions League. No, I, I, uh, Newcastle's game in hand is Brighton at home, like the, the other game in hand, not West Ham away. So, if Newcastle managed to beat them at home, um, I think that would pretty much put them out the Champions League running. Mm, it is, it is very much all on us. Um, that that is for sure. And like I say, we've just talked about Man U at home, Brighton at home. You know, we've got Tottenham to come to us um, as well. Uh, before the season's out, so they're the games that could potentially decide, you know, where we finish in the league because they've got to come to St James's Park, and we all know what St James's Park is like when everything's getting getting up and running. So, look, um, it's a it's going to be an interesting situation. Um, but you know, you, you touched on you touched on a player just before we move on uh, to another section um, that obviously had a massive influence in the game, and uh, I think he's been given a new nickname now. <laughs> um, uh, as as done by um, Bruno Gomez in his latest interview. Now, what what did you make of his performance? You talked about it briefly, uh, just in the general uh, game uh, of Wolves. But there's a lot of people after this game, you know, really kind of bigging Willa Cup. I've seen on social media that talk about how impressive he's been recently since he kind of come back into the team. Um, and certainly his performance on on Sunday was was very very good. What do you make of him? He was he was absolutely brilliant. I, I actually think that was probably his best game that he's had this season. Can you remember when he's, he's almost like a different player to the one that Newcastle originally signed? When Newcastle signed him on loan, remember when he was when he was the um, he was he was bagging bagging all them goals in. He was almost yeah. like the number ten getting into the box. Whereas now he's almost like the link. Him and Longstaff are so pivotal. They are like the perfect Eddie Howe players, the team players. They're not. They never really sulk. That you know, they put the yards in. They've 
the bloke's got about eight lungs, man. He's, he's he, can, he can run all day. I was just watching him. I'd love remember back in the day on Sky when you could watch just one player, like you could, like press the red button and just watch one player. Joe Willett, Willett would have been unbelievable doing that the other day because he was he, just all round. He was he, he was just a beast. He was that's probably the way to describe him. And the fact you got the, the assist at the end, I was happy for him because he's not really one of these midfielders. Yeah, he, he chipped him when he first came at came at the club. He's not really one of these midfielders where if you looked at his stats. You'd be like bloody hell! How many goals and assists he get? He, he doesn't really chip in that way, but yeah, that that would be how he goes up to the next step. I think he's only twenty three. I might yeah. be right in saying yeah. he could he could be a really really good player by when he gets a 26, 27, because his engine is unbelievable. He's, he's still learning. It really does. He's still learning his craft. We, we forget, you know, he's had relatively decent minutes when he was at Arsenal. Then he came to us on loan. We've signed him. This is his, you know, his second season effectively now at Newcastle, full season. And, you know, he's still learning his craft and he's only had a year, just over a year un- under the guidance of Eddie Howe. Uh, and and now we're seeing these performances. And and you, you made a really good point. Um, uh, you know, it's not always about goals and assists. You know, it's about what you give to the team. We've talked about it, Daz, haven't we? we we've actually had the same yeah. conversation, Daz, about, about his, his midfield partner and Sean Longstaff. Because early on in the season, Sean Longstaff was getting a lot of like, you know, he was getting like a lot a lot of hate from, from a section of Newcastle fans. But we would always on the review show see the, the other side of his game, the work rate and stuff. And so, you know, me and Daz had the same sort of, sort of mindset. It's not always about you know, what you what you produce in terms of goals and assists because your your understanding on the pitch might not always uh, might not always be able to produce that. But it's looking like now he is able to produce that. Um so it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be exciting. But how how far do you think will it can go in this team? Do you think, you know, with the money that we've got, <clears throat> Charlie, and, and the, the investment that's gonna be there clearly in the summer, do you think he can continue to be a mainstay in this Newcastle team? Um, everything I've said that was amazing about Willock <laughs> if I'm being totally honest I think if Newcastle are going to be going and competing regularly in the Champions League I can't say maybe he's been a starter um, but I could definitely definitely see him sticking around I mean when the takeover happened he was in a bad he was in a bad way a bad sort of form there was obviously probably a handful of players you would say could stick around. I think everybody was seeing St. Maximum at the time. I would have put Joe Willock in that category. I mean, even at 19, he was on the fringes of the Arsenal team, playing in the Europa League and stuff. So, I think if we're talking about who's going to be in your castles, Kevin De Bruyne or you know, Enzo Fernandez, or like, I don't think he's going to be like that for Newcastle. But I could definitely see him sticking around. I mean, Man United under the Fergie years had players like Darren Fletcher who were massive, important uh, parts of the squad, but they weren't playing every week. So Joe Willock could definitely be here for the long term, 100%. Just whether he's the main man is is another question. Yeah, I think I think I, I, was it was it on the the Wolves review show that I tipped him to score now against against the Forest because he was he was getting up to that level right before the World Cup and he mm-hmm. scored and then we had the, the World Cup break so is he is he getting there again and he, he's he's just unlucky at times uh, so I think uh, I'm 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 saying 
Wilk is going to score against Forest. Um, but back to the other comment, I didn't get to jump in. About Brighton, I would not rule Brighton out of out, out of uh, being in that mix because, and as, as as one or two have pointed out, including Tom here, that they're they're one up at the moment. Uh, and someone also said that uh, Palace are have a very young keeper, nineteen year old keeper, in due to injury. So maybe a few goals there yet in that one. But um, yeah, we we have uh, that rearranged game that has to be, still has to be um scheduled for, for uh, right so that could be a six pointer when, when when it comes about as well so uh, and just go to the toilet lads with two minutes no yeah <laughs> the rules here. The rules. <laughs> well, let, let's go to one or, one or two of the questions while while uh, while uh, Charlie's gone. Uh, I want to go to this one from, from Paul actually from Paul Gallant because Paul, uh, Paul asked asked this three nights in a row and I did answer at the end of uh, the review show, but you mightn't have seen it, Paul. So we are set up, up on LinkedIn, but we don't stream to, to LinkedIn. So that, that's that's uh, so we we are set up. Um. Let us know how many likes and um, uh, likes there is currently on the show. Um, I know, obviously, Lisa, uh, one of our uh, mods and, and various others, tell us, Paul, in, in fact, is the one that tells us. If you haven't already clicked that like button, just click it. Give that a click now for the show. Um, why not uh, come and join us? And, and whilst you're there, give us subscribe. Um, we had, what, uh, another 10 subscribers last night for last night's show. If you haven't subscribed to the show, give us a subscribe. Um, come and join the Lodi family. And we are on the march to 6K. There's no doubt about it. Um, we are continuing to put that content out there. Um, and you know, the other thing we'll, we'll do while, while Charity is, is gone is we'll yeah. tell people what's happening tomorrow. Because the Waylace yeah. is back tomorrow. We are back. Well, yeah, it's um, it's uh, Mr. Doors channel, um, the Nottingham Forest um, uh, YouTube channel. However... Um, he's got his representative, Dave, who, if anyone watches the 12th Man Show, um, comes and represents uh, the channel for Nottingham Forest on there. But he's going to come and join us. Dave is a top-class lad, knows his football, really respectful, and is really, really looking forward to coming and talking all things Newcastle and Forest with us tomorrow night. So if you haven't checked it uh, checked it out on YouTube, um, you know, click on that notification bell uh, and, and it will ping up. Uh, when it's time. We're starting at half seven. Um, really, really looking forward to it. It's going to be a good one. Um, and it's previewing another massive game for Newcastle. And I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Cool. Charlie, what are you doing with the jump run? I thought you had this, had a story about about, about, uh, about going around in shorts. This morning. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I tell you, man, I tell you, man, it's minus three in the tune, you know. It's honestly, man. I'm going to start doing laps in the living room soon to keep warm. <laughs> I was thinking there, you know, when I, when I was in the bathroom, I was thinking, I sounded like I was back in school there, didn't I? Ask if, if, you didn't raise asking, your hand. Asking if I could go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I get that every day. Oh, um, uh, yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, one thing I'll throw out to you um, is I want to talk about, I want, I want to get your... Thoughts, firstly, Charlie, on, on, on Isaac, um, how good it is to see him back in the starting lineup, and obviously on the score sheet. But equally, what are your thoughts? And a lot of people have had some thoughts about this. A number of people were unsure 
um, or, or not really very like happy about the thought of him potentially getting called up to the the, the Sweden squad. It's been confirmed today. Um, he is in the squad for the for the upcoming internationals. You know, just how big is Isaac going to be for us? And you know, what uh, you know, what did you make of his performance Sunday? And uh, but equally, what do you make of the fact that he's been called up into the international squad uh, for the next couple of weeks? Well, uh, first things first, Pete. I'm just buzzing. I've I've actually got three percent. I, I did an ancestry DNA test. I've got three percent Swedish blood in us, and I thought you were going to ask us to translate that tweet. So, <laughs> I wish it was <laughs> so if you, but um, I could give okay. it a go. I could, I've, been, I've been to Sweden four times, I think. Yeah, have you? Like, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Through yeah, uh, through work. Ah, uh, what was it like? Good. I bet, I bet, yeah, it's, be, I yeah. bet it's cooler than minus three there at the minute. Uh, it was in the ice bar. <laughs> Do you know what? Funny enough, before before I talk about Isak, I was in Ayanapa about seven years ago, <clears> and uh, I was speaking to a Swedish like there was these lads, the Euros were on, and uh, these there was like these group of Swedish lads, and I was talking at the bar. One of them like, oh, like who do you support? You know, they're like Man United, Chelsea, whatever. One of them, one of them said Newcastle, and I was like, oh yeah, like he must have, he must have like heard. I don't know the accent or something, and he went, "No, no, he couldn't. Be- I couldn't believe he supported Newcastle, and he couldn't believe I was from Newcastle. It was like, wow, wow, wow! It was like one of them." And he said, "Bless him, he might even be listening to the show." He said, "The only game he's ever been to was that game. Can you remember when we played Crystal Palace away and Pardew was the manager and we got beat five one? Can you remember that? That was it, he didn't even go to St James's Park, boys. <clears throat> he, he was at the away game." In the home end, and we've got B5 one. I'm going on a tangent, yeah, but that was just no, no, it's, it's glad you did because we have him here. We're going to bring him out now. Is <laughs> <laughs> your friend, Charlie? <laughs> yes. There's probably a few Swedish Newcastle fans now. We've, we've got Kraft, we've got Isak, we've, yeah, but yeah, on to Isak, anyways. Sorry, sorry for the little, no, uh, the no, don't apologize, mate. Go for uh, it. Well, he's, he's, I mean, he's, he's class, isn't he? I mean. I think Craig Hope wrote an article saying we saw why they paid fifty-eight million from. I mentioned Willock, how good he can be in a few years. Isak's just turned twenty-three. Imagine when Isak is like twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. He is gonna be an absolute monster for Newcastle. I don't know whether he's gonna be like the number nine, like the the Andy, like the Andy Cole or the Shiva. I don't know if he's that type of player, but we saw we saw a little glimpse of it the other day with his head, didn't we? I don't think many people thought he was an all-round striker, but that's two goals he scored in his head now. Yeah. He just looks—he looks effortless when he goes past players. I mean, he doesn't—he he doesn't really look the most nimble, like sort of because of his how tall he is. But he just manages to like awkwardly get past players. He's just—he's lightning quick. He's just—he looks like a, a proper footballer, doesn't he? I mean, I wrote—I wrote an article in the build-up to the game saying he should play on the right of a three because of what he did against Southampton. And I think he skinned the kanji in Man City the weekend before. But to play him up front number nine and put in that performance, I mean, what can you say? He was he was unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's interesting what you've just said, um, Charlie, about Isaac. You know, it, you mentioned it. You, you know, when you're not sure whether he was going to be that traditional number nine. You, is there anywhere on the pitch that you think he might maybe transition towards, um, which doesn't make him play in that position week in week out? Mm-hmm. It may just be a maturity thing. I mean, some strikers when they're 21, 22, they're not really the out-and-out number nine other, but then once they reach the peak, they just become a totally different player. I think even 
this might be a bit of a lateness to maybe it's a bit too far fetched, but someone like Thierry Henry wasn't the out and out goal machine. Yeah. You know, he was more of a wide player, wasn't he, when he was younger? But um, honestly, found him. I was, I was going to say, what were we going to say? That's... I was going to say we found him. It, was, it wasn't it wasn't Connie you were talking to. No, no way. Uh... Was that him? <laughs> we ask him if he I'd was in. I, were you in? Were you in Connie in the chat? Were you in Ayer Napa in <laughs> July 2016? Ju- June 2016. It was the same Euros England got beat off Iceland. Oh, well, that's what Euros it was. I so Dad, Daz was Daz was probably having a party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, that would but, be pretty mad if it was him. No, it's um. Oh, I've lost my train of thought now. We're, we're we'll talk Isak. I, I, I think I said Isak and Henri. I, I put yeah. Name in the you know what? Time. I saw something from an Arsenal fan that had tweeted out, and I think a few Newcastle fans have retweeted it. And it was basically like, um, a, a collabed video of Henri in his pomp. And Isaac pretty much scoring the same goals, exactly the same type of goals, the same movements, the same finishes, and you just look at it and you think, like he does, he does that, he does have that little bit of Henri about him where he plays. He's he's one of those big, tall, like sort of dangly strikers. He can jinx either way and commit the commit defenders. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's just he isn't your traditional like your Callum Wilson type number nine, that like mm-hmm. all hustle and bustle. He's got a little bit more technical ability and a bit more flair to him um but that's the way the football's going at the moment like if we're gonna if we're gonna be the team that we want to be we're not gonna have with all due respect and i love the guy by the way we're not gonna have a callum wilson leading lead the, the line to premier league to premier league victory like in, in years to come it's gonna be someone like an alexander isaac mm-hmm. he is, he's he is the future um and I'm I, I'm I'm really excited about what he can potentially do. The only thing that I worry about, and I don't know if you guys agree with me. I mean, it, so she's dad last season. He had a couple of bad injuries. He obviously had an injury that was out for four months this season. Um, first time he's ever had a thigh injury before. That's the only thing that I think that could stop him being the monster striker that we would want to have in this team is that if he keeps picking up injuries, and I think maybe. And I don't know whether you agree with this, Charlie. Maybe that's why Eddie Howe's been so cautious with him. He wants him 100% fit before he puts him in, into that position. I don't really think about that. Well, Eddie Howe actually got asked, and he's a. Uh, can you remember? I don't know if you've seen it. At his pre match press conference. Yeah, in his press conference before the game, he sort of. It looked as if he was saying that Isak wasn't fully fit. Um, like he couldn't. He didn't have a. Something along the lines of him not having a full 90 minutes in him or something like that. And he got asked that again after the game. I think Isak played about 70 minutes. And what he was meaning was Isak can play 90 minutes for another team, but he can't play 90 minutes like the way I want him to play. Like that's what he meant. So he meant like he's he's fully fit, but he's he's not he's not 100% adjusted or like fine-tuned to how Eddie Howe wants this, you know, like the 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 heavy metal, the 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 way Eddie Howe looked, sets up the Newcastle team. So that's, I mean, that's pointing right there that he's only going to get better, isn't he? He's only going to get... With, it's mad because <laughs> record signing Newcastle has spent almost £60 million on a striker and everybody's impressed by him, but it still feels like everybody's only seen glimpses. We're just getting like little snippets on the like Liverpool away 
and then um, you know he's he's injured, and then Fulham, Fulham at home, and then like the other day, which was just sort. It's almost Eddie House teasing the Newcastle fans. I think that's what he's doing. He's teasing them. Yeah, definitely, he's a. It, it, I still don't think we've seen our our, our best team together yet. I, I don't think he he knows what his best team is right now. I think he's mixing and matching. Um, go, I'll throw this one back to you, then, boys. Uh, you mentioned his best team there, Pete. When everyone's fit, I think the biggest problem is midfield. Now, Longstaff, you obviously love Sean Longstaff, but you couldn't put Longstaff in there and Bruno and Joel Linton and Willock. I know he put Joel Linton on the left, but I think Joel Linton's got to be in the middle. I know I know what my midfield three would be. I'm just wondering what yours would be. Good question. Good question. You got an idea, Daz? Do you want to go first? Uh... It's it's hard to see past the, the the win there now the other day, but like that when, when Joe Linton's back, he comes straight back in. You know, so uh, there's always there's always sort of been one of them out, whether it's yeah. suspended or Willick's been injured. There's always been one of them's been missing, and it's looking there's, there's, there's not been two because we, we're we're really screwed. Then we don't have any backup. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think um, against Liverpool, I think there was two missing against Liverpool, wasn't it? We got a Leonard Stone. I was going to say, I would go with what you've just kind of alluded to, to be fair. Um, I, in, in our midfield, at, at its very best, <clears throat> I would have I would have Bruno, Joe Linton on the left, Willock on the right. Um, and that would be my midfield three. Um, yeah, Longstaff does a lot of work off the board and covers a lot of ground that we, that we sometimes don't recognise and don't see. But if you have a Willock that performs like he did against Wolves on Sunday, you can almost counteract that. Yeah. Um, and you've still got Willock that can do what he did at the weekend. He made moments that won us the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think. Is that something similar or were you going for something different? That, that was mine. I mean, I mentioned before Willock um, in four or five years, if you could still be around Newcastle. And I said, yeah, but more as a squad player. I think Longstaff is, is should sort of be in that category now. Um, he's, he's good. He does a job. He's, he's improved massively. He almost looks even better than the Longstaff of old. I know he had the lull under Steve Bruce. But if Newcastle want to be... I'm going to be really harsh here. I'm going to say Dan Byrne as well. If Newcastle want to be competing regularly, Dan Byrne and Longstaff should be sort of squad players that can come in uh, rather, than, rather, than, rather than nailed on starting every week. You know, know what I mean? Like yeah. In the summer, in, we'll just throw this to the summer. In the summer, Newcastle need to sign a left-back. I would have Matt Target in reserve. Go and sign a quality top left-back. Like a Kieran Trippier, but at left-back. Yeah. And then Dan Byrne then, he would be the reserve centre-half or can cover at left-back. And yeah, then this I, is said, how... I said this before, Charlie. I said he, he becomes the new dumbest. Yes. 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 And then you would probably get a, a, a large bulk of what you would... Not a large bulk, but you'd recoup some of it back by you know, dumbest wages. You would probably offload Lewis, you know. Maybe the Mankio would go. So there's room, there's room to play with. there's a lot more room to play with this summer in terms of outgoings than there was last summer because I think you know Dwight, Dwight Gale and stuff was, was going on the free last summer Jeff Hendrick out on loan Clark out on loan there's a lot more wiggle room I think this summer and the other thing is that 
while they're out on loan, we're covering some of their wages. So that the, the, mm-hmm. we'll, they'll be gone, gone. Like Keir yeah. Clark as well. Um, so yeah, they'll be definitely gone. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're, we're all hoping for a massive summer uh, outgoings and especially incomings. There was a very interesting article that came out, um, I believe today, from, from The Athletic that talks about our summer business and, the, and they have rumoured to say that, um, that, and obviously from The Athletic, they believe that Newcastle's plan this summer is exactly this in its design. Uh, um, uh, first choice left back um, to sign another centre back. So does that mean one of our centre backs is leaving potentially? Who mm-hmm. knows? Um, they they want a number six. They also want a number eight, and they want two forward positions. Um, and that's what the <clears throat> and, the, so and the keeper. <laughs> no, no talk of keeper. <clears throat> no talk of keeper. <laughs> so you are looking, and and we had this conversation the other day, guys, didn't we? And we talked about, you know, and we asked the question to Miles and Dom, you know, what what number of players are you looking for, or would you expect to come through um, the door in the summer? And you know, the 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 athletic have almost mentioned six players that Newcastle want through the door. But for you, Charlie, we've just we've just had the league table up there. If we finish in Europe, wherever we finish in Europe, how many players do you realistically believe that needs to come through the door in in order for us to be European ready? We asked it yesterday. We'll ask you now. A left back. I've just mentioned that before. I think they need a proper... I think they needed this last summer. They need a proper midfield enforcer, like a defensive-minded sitting <laughs> midfielder. Um, a lot of people are saying Bruno so he can play further forward. I, I 100% agree there. I haven't really got a, from a tactical point of view, even if we're just, if we're winning the game, we haven't got somebody to come on and just be a sheer enforcer in the middle. Joe Linton, yeah, but he's more of an offensive minded player, Joe Linton. So that would be two, definitely. We need a number a number nine, a goal scorer. We're, we lost Chris Wood, Callum Wilson's injury prone, and Isak is. Yes, you scored the other day, but is Isak ready to be that main number nine, 20 goal a season man? I think we need a, a bit like an Aguero type player. So obviously, he's, Aguero's retired now, but someone of that mould where yeah. he's just a, a ruthless goal scorer, but he can also link the play. He's just in and around the box, you know, he's just bang. So that would be three, definitely. And a wide player, because I can see Ryan Fraser leaving. I could see... Possibly Murphy leaving, possibly. So I think that would leave with a winner short. So that would be that would be four definites. That would be four that Newcastle needs to bring in. And then I think you would probably I can see Jamal Lachelle's. I think he's gonna be the big uh, the high profile casualty this summer. So then that would leave a centre half. Then you could have your centre half, it would be Butman, Cher, uh Byrne, and then the new guy. Exactly. That would that would be four top Premier League centre halves. Like Solid Premier League centre halves. So it'll be four, I'd, I'd say four, and then five or centre half if if someone like like Lachelle's goes. Interesting. What do you think about that, Daz? Would you agree? 
that and more, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll say. Daz, Daz wants a new fan base. He wants. Yeah. He, wants a, he wants a new bridge on the Tain. No, new... I've got plenty of bridges here behind me. <laughs> what would I want many more for? Um, but um, no, look, look at. I know it's a project, and it's 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 going to be a slow build as well. And financial fair play will will control us, and our outgoings will will come into play as well. And if some of those, I think yeah. Four first team slot straight in there, but then some development players as well. Hopefully, we will because we're linked to so many during the January and the summer, and we, we never it never landed any any of them really. Uh, well, apart from uh, Garen Crowell, but um, yeah, um, plenty to do. I think where we finish in the league table will determine it as well, uh, as in what 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 European competition we're going to land in. Um. Because uh, whatever European competition we're in, we need we need to bulk up the, the squad. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of factors that, that and the, the sponsorship deals coming in, and uh, then that'll determine how, how much we can actually spend. So mm-hmm. and we and we have to offload a few and give some away. I think the important thing, the one the one criticism I had of the Gordon signing is I think when you um, when you when you look at the progress as rapidly as Newcastle are. Gordon's obviously one for the future, but I don't know if he's ever played FIFA Ultimate Team back in the day. You don't sign, you don't sign a player to sit on your bench. No. You sign, you sign a player for your team, and then whoever's in the team goes on the bench. Yeah. And I think that's the, the, the outlook Newcastle need to have. We, we mentioned Dan Burns a perfect example of this. We mentioned it before. Sign a left Newcastle sign a left back. Dan Burns goes to reserve. Um, same would be apply with say a long stuff. Newcastle sign a midfielder, quality midfielder. Longstaff goes on the bench. That needs to be the. There's no. I seen who was who did I see linked the other day? Billing was it Billing? Billing scored against. Did he score against Liverpool the other day? Good didn't player. He? Good player. He's a good. He's a good player, but I don't know whether he he goes in the team. He would be like a squad no, player. He's a squad no, player. Yeah, exactly. Do you get what I'm saying? I think Newcastle yeah. need to sign someone that goes in the team, and then whoever's in the team drops down. That's that's yeah. that's what I think the mentality's got to be. The, the other factor to, to consider as well is that you know, like uh, someone someone said today on Twitter, it's like you you you've heard me talk about KK from Napoli, number seventy seven. Can't pronounce his name, so I don't. That's how I refer to him. But uh, like he he would cost a fortune. Yeah, he would cost an absolute fortune. That would be our budget blown. But with Dan Ashworth in there now, he 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 should be able to to to. With his network and 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 the the extra scouts that are trying to hire as well, we should start finding these gems. And instead of paying sixty million for someone, we, we pick them up for ten, and, and then they turn mm-hmm. out to be a superstar. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get to that stage as well in, in time, but uh, bit by bit. Definitely, I, I'm I'm still sticking. I'm still keeping with the number seven. I think we'll sign seven players in the summer. Um, I, I think if we get European football, we have to revamp this squad. This squad needs to be built and ready to tackle a full season of European football. Because let's face it, guys, if we're going to get European football, we're going to be expecting to be in there into the latter stages, which means you you need a team that's fit and ready and has the, the, the quality to be able to last that. Um, that's the, that's just my opinion. And I think with the players that are moving out, you need the players to come in in order to to kind of supplement that. And, you know, you've talked about one or two players that are going to leave, that potentially leave. You, you know, you talked about your Frasers, you know, you've got your Dummits, you've got your Matt Riches as well that are likely yeah. to leave. And there's a few others. 
Um, I think Lachelle, I think I could see Lachelle's being the, the biggest name uh, with him being the captain and everything. Um, I, I could see him leaving in the summer. But, okay. but fair, fair play, you know what I mean? He was a young kid. Mm-hmm. And he signed him as a young kid. He spoke up in the dressing room years ago when Newcastle were on the, on the way out getting relegated. He stuck by, made captain at 23, got the club up, kept the club up for, what, five years? Obviously, better players come in. He hasn't rocked the boat. He has. He's, he hasn't done no explosive interview with Piers Morgan. Or he's been. <laughs> he's been. He's been a, a real trooper for the club itself. So I think if he went, I think you'd see a similar reaction. To how John Joe Shelby went in January. I think. Think. Think the fans would give him a good send off. Oh, I think they definitely would. Like he's. He was there when we needed him. Uh. 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 The last couple of years hasn't gone swimmingly well, but he still he came in against the, who were we playing the other day? Man City, uh, Man City. And yeah, he was man of the match for me that 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 game, uh, for us. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll we'll uh, if if he moves on, he moves on. Um, we'll 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 be replacing with uh, bigger and better going forward. You you, you <laughs> he's turned he's robotic uh, as does ah, uh, again. A little bit, um, but the, the one thing Daz has uh, talked about is that you know he will go with the best wishes, but uh, equally, we'll get some money from mm-hmm. uh, and at 29 years old. We can put that money back into the coffers, mm-hmm. um, 100%. To- mate, I mean, I, I touched on it before last summer, they weren't really getting any any fees for any players, but this summer, you know, you've got Fraser, you've got the shells, Dubravka could probably go, you know, possibly like a Murphy. Like Jamal Lewis, you've got players there where you might get about 35 million ish for, for a few of them, you know. That's another player, definitely. No, you're absolutely right. And look, I, I, I want to I rewind a little bit actually, um, because <laughs> I saw an article that was put out today by the Chronicle. And when I read the article, it had, it had a certain name on there, a certain Charlie Bennett, um, talking about uh, some comments from Jamie Redknapp. And uh, Jane Redknapp mentioned that the expectations have brought uh, pressure to Newcastle, and I think they've struggled to handle it. Now, um, you you wrote a little something about this, if I'm right in thinking, Charlie. Um, yeah. I don't know if you want to just expand on on your article a little bit and and, and talk about it. Uh, well, the comments were actually before the game, before yeah. the 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 Wolves game the other day. It was a weird one because. He was saying the pressure's on. The pressure's on Newcastle. You know, they look like they can't handle the pressure. But then the game, they won the game. And then after the game, it was almost like Jamie Redknapp had U-turn sort of. He, he was sort of saying, you know, Newcastle, you know, they could have a real good, could have a real good go at this now. They, they could, you know, they, if they get like, they, if they go on a run, you know, with the fans behind them and that. And I was just thinking like, yeah, like 90 minutes ago, they were down and out, you know what I mean? But it was one of them. It was one of them. Isn't that always the case, though, with, with, <laughs> with commentators and, and pundits? Um, they always have an opinion on a team, and it's almost like they—it's almost like they gamble with it. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah. It's almost like they gamble with an opinion. They go really strong with it. And to be fair, and I like him as a pundit. Some people don't, but Gary Neville does this a lot. He gambles with an opinion, and they run with it and run with it and run with it. And if it goes his way, he'll go. I told you so. But if it doesn't, he'll try and wiggle it around and try and change it and, and kind of manoeuvre it that, you know, he didn't mean that, he meant this, but this, and it's always it's always got some caveats to it. Are you um, saying that Gary Neville's like an ITK, but a pundit version, Peter? Is that what you're saying? Um, not, no, I'm not saying that. Um, 
Well, I might be saying that. Who knows? <laughs> Heads in his best, as you. I'm doing the Gary Neville. I'm, 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 <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm changing my words slightly. Uh, but no, it's, it's one of those things. In your opinion, do you want to be, do you want Newcastle to be that team that people play down? I think given the, the stature of the club and, you know, the, the sort of historical league positions of the club, and even on paper, if you look at the squads, let's be honest, I mean, Chelsea are sitting way down the table and their squad's a joke. You've got to make Newcastle underdogs. I mean, if you were a Newcastle supporter looking at this position and say it was, I don't know, like a Brighton or a Villa or someone in Newcastle position, you would make them underdogs. I mean, Liverpool, <laughs> the look at the attacking players, Liverpool have got, they've got Salah, they've got Gakpo, they've got Diaz to come back. You know, if you look at the teams on paper, Eddie Howe's got this team punching way, way above its weight. Okay. That's why if, if Newcastle got Champions League this season, it would be... It would almost be like like a catapult. It would like it would it would be so because it's going to be harder next season. Chelsea are going to be stronger. Liverpool are going to be stronger. That's a fact. Mm. Man City aren't going nowhere. Neither's Arsenal. So if Newcastle get it this season as the underdog, it would be. I think then you would. If Newcastle got Champions League football, I think you would see a a, a huge a huge summer. Yeah, and the other thing is that we'll be in some kind of European competition, so we, we won't have that free run that we've had this year yeah, uh, yeah. on other teams. Uh, that and that's another reason why I, I, I I'm not a big fan of that Conference League, but um, <laughs> I won't go there again. Um, but yeah, look, at, it's it's. Um, but why would you yeah. guys? I, I don't. I, I don't think you're wrong. In, uh, I don't think you're wrong in saying that. So some fans are like, you know, well, I'll take any Europe, and, and I, I've been at that. I've been of, of that mindset when we were in our in our kind of dropping form. Yeah. You always kind of like you call it almost kind of you think to yourself, oh, okay, I'll just take any Europe right now. But actually, we've, we've been we've been in and around the top four all season. Why would you just settle for Conference League when we're in a great position to to get better? Than, than the Conference League. I mean, like Charlie, I'll ask you outright. You know, what what do you think our chances are of getting Champions League football? Um, Genuinely, that's a big question, Pete. That's a, that's a big. I've <laughs> I've almost been sort of deep down until the Wolves game. Deep down, I didn't think we were going to get it. I thought Liverpool were going to get it. After this weekend of football, that's just been, I give Newcastle a really, really good chance of getting it. I've just, I mentioned it before, that, that that week, that when they play the three away games is going to be so key. If they can just ride out that bit. That that week with the three away games and the two games in hand are massive. Because if you look at the fixture list beyond that, it's not really too challenging. I mean, yes, Man United at home is coming soon. Chelsea on the last game of the season. Arsenal at home, so another home game against a big team. There's all those, the, the the biggies like the Liverpool away, the Man City away. They've all sort of been done. Yeah. So if they can, I wouldn't be. I, I said I, the first thing I said when I come on air here, yeah, I said I'm, I've been feeling absolutely positive the day. You know, I've been going to Asda with me shorts, buying pasta, happy as Larry. So I'm gonna I'm gonna back them. I'm gonna back them. Plus Tottenham. We haven't really said anything about Tottenham the whole this whole podcast year. Tottenham, I mean, they're in a little bit of disarray, Spurs. You know, they all want yeah. the manager out. They've just been dumped out the Champions League. Harry Kane, is he staying? Is he going? 
he's going. Yeah, Norris is, uh, is injured. Norris is injured. is in, in, injured That's as well. Season. Yeah, he's out for the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. it's they're in a little bit of disarray. The catchable Spurs, Spurs are lucky. Newcastle went on a bad run because I think if Newcastle had have kept their level that, that was seen before January, you'd, you'd make Newcastle bankers. And yeah. The the Carabao Cup. That's what I pinned it on. That's I, I pinned Newcastle's bad form on the Carabao Cup. I didn't pin it on what Jamie Redknapp said to do with the pressure because, I mean, in the, in the Carabao Cup final itself, Newcastle had more of the ball. I don't. I haven't seen Newcastle look jittery or as if they're going to Keegan it all season. It's just I think the Carabao Cup sort of snooped it a little bit league wise. But now there's a clear run and the fixture list is looking okay and they've won the other day despite not playing very well. I'd love it. I'd love it if they got top four. I would love it. <laughs> so would we. So would we. Love it. You put two, two big cans on the side of your head there, and we do it then. Uh, um, maybe we should take take a few questions, speed as well. Um, yeah. Um, not uh, now. Let me look look back at them uh, again. Um, yeah. Actually, I want to go to this one because I know I, I saw this on, in on Twitter my myself, and I know you you made a comment on it then. Charity, but that's from PDK. And so, uh, why do we need more fan groups? Is not is it's not the Ashley era anymore? So this this is um there's a new fan group being being mm. started. So what's what do you know Anthony much, much more about us or? I don't I don't mate. I mean um I've I've spoken to Daz Curry before. I mean he, he's he's somebody who if you if you were to cut them open, this is what I put on Twitter. But if you cut them open, he would bleed black and white. I mean he goes to every game. Even when Newcastle are training in Saudi Arabia or the Moon or Neptune, like he's he's there. So I think if there's somebody you would want as a figurehead for a fan group, I think he would definitely be up there. I'd, I've I'm sort of getting the vibe it's been born out of a little bit of frustration. Um, I mean, I can't I've really got an opinion on that to be honest, but I wish wish him all the best. You know, all best of British to him. Um, cool. Um, let's move on. Let's go to one from Chantel. Uh, and it's about uh Lukaku. Lukaku is back at the end of the, the season. Do you lads rec- think he would be a good target for us in the summer? I thought he would have been late last summer, or but I don't, I don't know. How, how is he doing it? Inter, isn't he? He's at, I haven't been following him. Lads, he, I think he's played like five games or something. Um, ah. He, what you call it? He's made. You know what Lukaku can do. He can be electric one season, then the yeah. next season he starts putting a bit of timber on. And I've seen all of them. The, there's about fourteen Gregs in the tune. Keep, <laughs> keep, keep Lukaku away. Keep no, away. No. <laughs> you must. Yeah, no. Too many. To too many takeaways and Gregs and no, nah, no, no. Thank you. <laughs> he, was big quality striker, though. he was a quality striker. Yeah, no. uh, yeah, back in the day, yeah. Not the place for the cock, but I have to say, he's been getting a lot of stick in Italy. A lot of, uh, and, and a lot of ex professionals. Um, I think, I think, was it Christian Vieri? Christian Vieri and and one or two other ex Inter Milan players have come out and really given him a lot of criticism off the back of that. It, it almost reminds me his performances recently almost remind me of what he did in the back end of his time at Man United is where he did put on a little bit of timber. He did slow down. It's almost like he thinks I'm just going to score 
every week because that's what I did before. And he's come back into Italy. Napoli are, are running away with it and he just can't get up to speed. Um, and as you get older and you get into 29, 30s, you naturally start to slow down. And, and that's just the reality when you're playing elite football. Um, yeah, not for me. Not for me. Um, two questions here from Tom I'll link together. Uh, one is... Question for Charlie: Who would you like Newcastle to sign in the summer? And the other question from Tom is: Charlie, would you sign um, Ramos in the summer from Benfica? Well, Ramos would be unbelievable, but I think um, Ramos falls into the category that you mentioned before, does with the Napoli winger. I'm not going to butcher with the pronunciation. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But Ramos has fallen into that category where he's had an even better season this season. He's a top scorer in the Portuguese league, and he had a. He, he put his name out there during the World Cup getting that hat trick. But how nervous, how 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 much balls must he have, by the way? Ronaldo gets benched for the last 16 of the World Cup. You're 21 year old, you're up front of the place and the national hero and you've scored a hat trick. So he's got something about him. But mm. I think he falls into the category where you know he's mm. probably gone now. If we want to get if Newcastle want to get him on the cheap, he's he's that's that's not happening now. So Newcastle need to get the next Gonzalo Ramos. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, the other question is, who would I sign? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, Madison's the one. Madison's the one I'd want because he's he's just a beautiful footballer. <laughs> I'm not about the way he plays. I'm not about the way he plays. He's just a, such a good player to watch. Goals, assists, Premier League proven. But I'm gonna throw a little curveball out here. We've seen what Eddie Howe can do with players that in a bit of a bad way. You know, they, they need a bit rejuvenating. Uh, I mentioned that we need a holder midfielder. I'm going to say Calvin Phillips. I'm going to throw a little curveball out there. Would you, do you reckon we'll get him out of Man City? We, we've talked about it, Calvin Phillips before. If, if, he, Cal- if he could get back to the old Calvin Phillips... He, Cal- Calvin Harris came into my head there a second ago. Not, not Calvin Harris, <laughs> Calvin, <laughs> Calvin Phillips. Like, hey, his new tune's unbelievable. His new tune's unbelievable. With Ellie Golding. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, it's a class. I, 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 if you look at if you look on Instagram, the poster for this show has that on it. So uh, yes. yeah, check that out because I saw you tweeting that out before. But um, <laughs> yeah, Calvin Phillips, we we touched him before, and I, the, Pete, the, Pete, you take it away. You you described the the injury uh, he had, and that, that's what put the doubts into my head. On like, he's had a number of injuries, but in particular. Um... He's had at least three different. Well, he's had three separate shoulder injuries, that where he dislocated his shoulder. Now, for me, um, and I know this because I know, I know, I know people that have had similar injury. Um, and, and if you keep dislocating the same shoulder, um, it becomes very, very weak to the point where you have to then get it bolted. Uh, and if you get it bolted, you can only lift it so high which means you can't play football. So my one of my good friends who could have made it to a really good standard, he had to retire from playing football from that way. I'm I'm genuinely concerned about um, Phillips, not just because of his shoulder, just but because he's in a team that's not where he's not playing regularly. He's one of those players. We talked about Maxi earlier on in the season. He has to be playing regular minutes to play at the level that he wants to play at. Calvin Phillips is that guy. He needs to be playing regular football. Now, the problem is with that is that when he does play regular football, he picks up injuries. So is he going to be that guy where you you spend a lot of money on him and he then doesn't perform because he's never on the pitch? We have players that are constantly injured in this team and we've we've had that. Do we want to sign 
another player like that? I, I, I don't know. Um, and, and that's that's for me is a big concern. Uh, I do like Calvin Phillips. I do think he's got something good to offer. I think he he in that six could be a really, really good player. He can also play as a number eight. Um, he, he could be really, really good addition. But he's not played a lot of football, in my opinion, over the last two years. And yeah, so he hasn't, he hasn't. My, my, my last thoughts of him as a player, or, or being a very good player, was playing he for was, the Euros. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Like when you watch him playing alongside Declan Rice, who I also wouldn't mind, by the way, I think mm. those two played really well together. And that was the last time that Calvin Phillips played any meaningful football that showed his capabilities. And two years is a long time in football. People yeah. change, players change, people move on. Um, but I do want to throw another player out there because he was linked today and he has been linked for um, uh, recently um, elsewhere. And I want to get your, your both of your thoughts on him. And it was... Um, I from, knew it was going to be you as well. I knew it was going to be And Drew was on it. Drew was on it about five minutes ago uh, before I even put the picture on there. But Peter O'Rourke, who is normally pretty good with, with bits of um, transfer news, has wrote for the Football Insider today that Newcastle ready for ready to pounce for Mason Mount. Um, uh, I want to get your thoughts on that, but it, it, just a little bit of background. Uh, speaking to Carefree Lewis G, who, uh, who I know quite well um, on the Chelsea circuits, and um, Chelsea have stopped contract talks with him. Um, as it stands, there's no more contract talks with him in, until at least the summer. He will only have, I think, a year left on his contract at that point. Um, there's lots of rumours within Chelsea that they want to move him on because they want a replacement midfielder to come in. Um, and um, there's there's lots of rumours that he's potentially looking to move elsewhere. Uh, he was heavily linked with Liverpool a few weeks ago, but now it seems to be Newcastle. Boys, if that was someone that was available to you, would you take most Mason Mount uh, at Newcastle United? I'll go straight away, and I'm, I'm going to say I, no. I would take him. I don't think he's going to end up in Newcastle. I think he's playing the, the game, gamesmanship to get a better contract out of Chelsea. But they do need to sell. I take the money that that would get spent on on, on uh, Mount and put it into a bit of rice. Uh, who's come up with the chat there as well? Uh, Declan Rice, I think he he would he would fit in in the Newcastle squad, and we know Eddie Howe loves him as well. So what? Yeah, I can't see the um, Mount ending up in Newcastle. I really can't can't picture him in a Newcastle jersey. Even though it's probably on Instagram already with wearing a Newcastle jersey, but uh, <laughs> I actually think he's um I actually think he's a he's an Eddie Howe player. I think um. He's always had the sort of stick up, like the sort of criticism is that he's a bit of a goody two shoes, isn't he? Like that's that's all that's almost been like the the negative perception about Mount. But on the flip side, that would almost be he follows a manager's instruction to a T. Um, there's there's far more talented players that, have, like, for example, in the England team, the Mount's always sort of got in. I don't know. I mean, don't get us wrong. I, I think I think he'd walk into the team. Right now, I mean, he's better. He's obviously a better player than say a long staff or someone like that. Um, I, I mean, I'd take him. I mean, I wasn't too, I wasn't keen on Newcastle signing Anthony Gordon to start with. So, I mean, if I, if if I was willing for Anthony Gordon to, to join, I think I would. You, you would take Mount all day, but 
I don't. I can't really see it happening. I, I think. I think Daz might have hit the nail on the head there. I think he might be angling for a new contract. I think it's talks of two hundred and fifty grand a week or whatever he's after. I don't know whether Mount's been. He might have been sitting there in the in the in the Chelsea dressing room, feeling like he's on some sort of like apprentice wage or something. No, <laughs> no, no. With all these new like the Mudricks and the Fernandez and that coming, and he must think like, hold on, I've been here for for bloody years and I'm on this. So maybe he's angling for a bit more money. It's but one year left in his contract in the summer, same as Madison. I could see. Do you know what? I could see Liverpool getting uh, Mount. You know, Jurgen uh, Klopp likes that sort of like high intensity, high pressing sort of workman like like midfielder, doesn't he? So I could see him going there. I, 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 I can't see him coming to Newcastle. No, neither can I. Uh, just, just too I, much I, of a I, London boy as well, or something. <laughs> too cold for minus three. Do you, re- <laughs> do you reckon Mason Mount will be getting the Asda in, in his bright green shorts, getting past that? No, yeah, no, he'll probably find Greg's now when he's, when he's up there. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want Mason Mount, not Newcastle. Um, I actually don't personally. I, I don't see the hype in in Mason Mount. I, I never have. I thought he had a good spell when he was at Derby. But other than that, mm. uh, under Lampard. But other than that, I haven't seen why, for one, why he's been so big, bigged up and talked about at Chelsea. Yeah. But equally, I, I struggle and I get really frustrated as an England fan when I see him starting for England. I don't oh, get, yeah, 100%. I don't get especially when you see the talent as well, man. Especially when you see the talent England have got in that position. When yeah. you've seen in, in the World Cup, Phil Fawn was on the bench the first couple of games and you had Mount, <laughs> you had Mount playing ahead of him, didn't you? Yeah, and and, uh, and I would add to that. And you mentioned that you know, uh, as a player, he's better than Longstaff. Um, uh, but I would argue that Longstaff's had a better season than it this season. Yeah. Chelsea fans want him out. They don't even want him starting. They've been glad when he's been on the bench. Like mm-hmm. he has not had a good season. And, and I go back to the Chelsea game at St James's Park. Longstaff and Willock destroyed Mason Mount in that game. He was dreadful. They made him look dreadful. They yeah. absolutely outworked him, outplayed him in that game. Now, yeah, every season's different. But for me, you know, if I'm going to invest my money in in, in an English midfielder, it'd be, it'd be somewhere like um, it'd be somewhere like uh, Madison. Uh, Who do you what- think Howe would prefer? Like well, I mentioned, um, Mason Mount maybe is more would more like be a, listen to the manager, follow his word to the T. Madison, I think he's a cracking personality. If you ever watch a James Madison interview, you know, he's so refreshing to listen to. Got a bit of a wild side about him. Which one mounts more of a goody two-shoes? Which one do you think Eddie Howe would prefer to try and get his hands on and mould into a Newcastle player? Out of Madison and Mount? Yeah. Do you think you prefer Madison? I think think you ask fans Madison all day, but I'm just wondering who Eddie Howe would prefer. It's... from from everything that you read and everything that you hear, Madison's Newcastle's number one target and has been since the summer, like since they put their, their first two bids in for him. It seems like that that's the one that, that Howe wants more than anybody. So I think personally, Madison's more of an Eddie Howe type player of what he wants to make this Newcastle team be. We look at the Newcastle team now and how it's performing but this team will evolve and the way in which we play will evolve again next season. And I think he sees Madison as part of that evolution of how we play as a football team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think he's he would be the first choice. But I think Mount would also be an Eddie Howe player in a very different type of way. Um, 
So that's why uh, it's the same with Scott McTominay. Uh, how many times does on the full loading chance you were like, really linked again? Equally, he is seen like the way he plays and the way he goes about his business. Although people don't like him, and I don't particularly rate him myself, I can also see why Eddie Howe would want him because he would fit Eddie Howe's type of player and yeah. system really well. So it's it's not necessarily what what we want. It, we all, like you just said, it's about what anyone wants as well. If you get him at a good price and you're bringing in others as well, and it might be a decent squad player kind of thing. Um, you know, what, can, can we change tack for a sec? Because uh, and, and I, I'm going to put in a question into, into the chat as well. Because Charlie, you brought this question ah. on Twitter, and yeah, uh, we we started to talk about it yesterday. Uh, so. I, I, I took this to heart today, this question, and I, we, did, we did a bit of digging, uh, and I came up with a list of about 20 players here to answer this question. <laughs> right, I'll just r- fly through them, and, and uh, you can agree. So, Stefan Givash. Before Stefan my time, Givash. before my time, yeah. really. Hugo Viana and Pete, we, we said that one uh, yesterday. That that'd be definitely one uh, that mm-hmm. uh, Eddie could get a bit of success out of. You would ho- you would hope it just didn't work out from under Bobby Robson in yeah. Zagvia. He went off the boy. I used to like him for a while, and then and then he just just went mm-hmm. went crazy. I mean, Joe Joe Kenya didn't help, like did he? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mentioned Marcelino yesterday. I won't go back to that again. I've, good one here, Albert Luque. Oh. I think mm. uh, Eddie Howe could really uh, yeah. get something out of him. He was class for, for I think he, he was, was for Deportivo. Deportivo, yeah. I used to love him. He was class. But what, didn't he play a lot of his football under Sunez? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, I, I think I think the modern game would probably suit Luke here more because we signed him and he was a striker, but would he really be a striker now? Mm. You know what I mean? He, he probably wouldn't be, would he? He'd be probably, I know he played out wide sometimes, but that would probably be where he plays now. I think, yeah. I, yeah, I think he would probably be more suited to the to, if we signed him now. Another one I throw out here is um, uh, loved him for Ireland, loved him for Blackburn, loved him for Chelsea. Came to Newcastle and was shit. Yeah. Damien Duff. Oh my Damien god, Damien Duff. I remember, I remember I back in the day, that's honestly back in the day when when, uh, when you only really got transfer news reading the new the English newspapers. I remember I was in Crete on holiday. And I was constantly reading the newspapers because it was linked with Damien Duff. I remember reading it. I had to wait three days to get a paper to read <laughs> Like it's back in the day, you see how easy it is now on a phone. Um, and I couldn't believe that we'd signed him. And for five million, I was like, "Oh my god!" And I just cannot believe how bad he was. He ended up being like more of a left back, though, didn't he? Like for Newcastle. Like he was, he signed as like a winger. He was like a winger for Chelsea, but he ended up playing like in a back four, like left back, didn't he? he just gave up, yeah. mate. Yeah. Honestly, oh, he gave up. Yeah. And, and he rele- relegated in that in that year before he left. His best game for Newcastle was two days before he left the club in his first game of the West season Brom. against West Brom. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was he like scored. He actually game? scored. He scored it, a goal. It was like, where's this stuff come from? We need to keep him. And then like a couple of days later, he. he, he Went off went to Fulham. Fulham, Fulham it's a joke. Um, I'm going to throw two players out there. One of them has just been said in the chat, and one of them hasn't. Patrick Cliver. Oh, I was about to see him. Patrick yeah. Cliver. <laughs> like, we got him on a free. 
Um, I genuinely believe if we'd have stuck with Sir Bob Robson, if he'd have stayed in the club, um, Patrick Clivert would have would have continued. He would have stayed beyond his time at Newcastle and would have come good in the end. He was a top top striker, um, and and we would have found a way of him and Shearer being able to coexist in the same team. Um, second one, uh, Florian Torres, uh, Tovan, sorry, Florian Tovan. Yeah, him, him my my list as well, Pete. Yeah, I was I was expecting big things from him from him, and it just didn't work out. Uh, I suppose we did get rele- relegated as well. I think. Yeah, we did. I think uh, the criteria for the uh, for when I was thinking of answers for the tweet, they, the th- the three criteria is were the good before they came to Newcastle, yes. Were the bad at Newcastle, yes. And were the good after the left Newcastle. That's the three. Uh, that is the three you've sort of got a tick really to to be in the in the criteria. Isn't it? Someone like Damien Duff would fit the bill perfectly there. Yeah. Or, or a Cliver, you know what I mean? Like, were the good before they joined? Were the poor when they were here? And were the good when they left? Yeah. I, I, have, I have about 10 more. Hang on, I just run, <laughs> run them out. Jan, Jan Al Allen, Boom Song, Ben Tozer. Oh. I just threw him in there for the crack. Yeah, you never random, heard of him again. Random uh, academy player. Yeah. <laughs> Francesco Jimenez Tejeda, otherwise known as Cisco. Uh, um, uh, Inacho Gondolais. Nacho, yeah, uh, Sebastian Bassong. I thought he had a, f- a great first season, and then he was then he, he was good. Him, he was good for the first, and then it didn't work. And then he ended up at Norwich. Uh, Tottenham, uh, as, then Norwich. Yeah, yeah well, it was a Tottenham first. Then uh, Harris uh, Vujic. I can't pronounce oh, the name right. But yeah, yeah, thought, yeah. Uh, uh, you mentioned uh, lungs earlier, Charlie, and and uh, with the uh, Willakino. But if if uh, Sim, if if Eddie Howe could give an extra pair of lungs to Sim De Jong, he would be in class as well. It, <laughs> it didn't didn't work out for for him at Newcastle. Uh, uh, last last two, Emmanuel Riviera and Ronaldo Arons as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, tell you else, tell you who else was really good. I thought as a young player, but never really did anything beyond that. Where Medi Abid, he looked like a good player. You know what? Yeah. Just before he left, he was just starting to look like he could be a part of the a part of the squad. Um, mm-hmm. And he's gone on, and he's still playing now, and he's doing okay. He's doing okay mm-hmm. where he's playing. And someone just put David Cook, John Dahl, Thomason. <laughs> yes. If, if he wasn't a direct replacement for Shearer, because Shearer got injured in that preseason. That, that he signed, and if if he had, if he had, or if he was able to play with Shearer for that season, and Shearer hadn't got injured, I think John Dahl Thomason would have stayed long term at Newcastle. The fact that he was thrown in as a young lad to play the Shearer role, and we as fan base just expected him to be the main man, he just never performed. But when he moved on. And every club, literally, that he went on to after us, he was an absolute star. Um, and so that was definitely one um, that, that got away. Someone yeah. just put in the chat, uh, Remy Cabela. Um, yeah. yeah. Having an outstanding season for Liam this season. He is playing so well. Probably the best football of his career. He is playing unbelievable. Did you weird. name a pet after him, Keith? Sorry? Did you name a pet after him? No, no, that was Laurent Remy. Uh, oh, oh, Remy. Yeah. Remy. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, my, sorry, my, yeah, dog's yeah. Called, my dog's name is Remy. Uh, but it was after Laurent Remy. Um, it was before um, ah. Remy Cabela. Laurent Remy had a great season for us. Didn't he score that first? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he sort of... He his goal, sort of, his goal just, sort of kept Newcastle up that year, didn't no, it? 
He just he just then left and went to Chelsea after the loan. Yeah. Well, well, Newcastle were meant to get him in the January the year earlier, and he sort of mercenary it and went to QPR, didn't he? Yeah. And then QPR went down, and then Newcastle got him on loan from QPR, didn't they? If I Harry Redknapp met him at the airport. Yeah. To try and, and pulled him into a room apparently in the airport and convinced him in the airport like waiting room to sign for QPR. That is like how crazy it was. Like so Mike Ashley being Mike Ashley was waiting in a London hotel or whatever, his representatives. But Harry Rendap being Harry Rendap pulled him and snuck him through to Pal- um to, to QPR, sorry. Um unbelievable. <laughs> Another good shout here, and uh, KT starts at first, uh, but who he's actually talking about here... I think Dave. it's De Jong. I think he's on about yeah. Luke De Jong. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, Luke De Jong uh, clarified yeah. it there. Uh, another good... Uh, well, well, he didn't do anything for us. He couldn't score. But, uh, he, he scored a few goals after that. He's still scoring goals. I, I agree remember. with Chris Banks. I agree with Chris Banks. <laughs> I remember Luke De Jong coming on. It was another his second game in the derby. Um it was a 3-0. It was a second 3-0 that got beat off Sunderland, I think. And I just remember Luke De Jong having a shot at goal from about 20 yards out. And it was just... It was like a it was like a back pass. It was like... It was like a, I think the two were getting beat 2-0 as well. It was just... It was, a, it was like a pass back to the keeper. I just remember thinking, this lad's not going to not gonna cut at the 2 I remember, I remember it happening. I remember the... I was actually watching it in a bar. And you know what? It used to be like Derby Day. was was mental. And I just remember the full bar just... That, like that was the moment the game was gone, and then next thing you know, you're scoring in like Europa League finals and like against Man United, <laughs> not the Man United out in the semi final and stuff, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, he played for Barcelona. I, I <laughs> Barcelona well, off the head. Of he was at Barcelona. You know, top of the. They, they had him in him in that Brathwaite up front, didn't they? Yeah. At one point, oh, <laughs> yeah. he was at one point, and I never oh. played up front for Barca. It's, it's just mad. I've just seen a, a little um, a message from Rich, uh, uh, Rich from Loaded. He he's, he put. Uh, Rolando Aarons as well. Did he? Um, uh, you, you mentioned it. But um, yeah, he was another one um, for sure. Uh, to be fair, th- there's a lot. There's a lot that could have been successful and, and didn't. This, um, I know we are kind of running out of time. Um, maybe we'll do one or, one or two questions, Jerry. Uh, you, I'm, because we, we put these kind of questions to, to, to Miles and Dom yesterday as well. But yeah, have so- you heard much about the, the, the spot, Saudi sponsorship deal? The Saudi the sponsorship deal, whoever it may be. Uh, I I don't think it'll be fun eighty eight next season. I think that's certain. I don't I don't know who's going to be coming in though. I mean, if you were to head, if you were to hedge your bets, you would say it would be like a Saudi company, wouldn't you? But I, I definitely don't. I don't think it'll be fun eighty eight. I think I think that they're not they're not paid them off, have they? Are they not paid yeah, fun eighty off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're trying to work on Castore. And that's not happening yeah. at the moment. That's the big one because everyone you see all the the the, the makeup tops and the concept yeah. that sign on, and <laughs> but it hasn't it hasn't been finalised. And there's a lot of people that are thinking that Castori could be here for another season. Which I don't in think terms any- of the actual in terms of the actual kit design itself, I actually like the Castor kits. Do you know in terms of the actual like what they look like? I think people. Great with them is more like the like the, the big delivery times or the quality and stuff, isn't it? I think and, in terms the, of that, the sizing. If you if, like, if you're large, you have to get triple X large to actually fit it. It's just <laughs> crazy. It doesn't make any sense. There's no logic. <laughs> the size. Uh, 
Whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. Maybe one more question then. Um, which one will I go for? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's go for this one from David R. Um, do you think that Wilson can turn his form around, um, Charlie? Um, well, I think he will start scoring goals again. Um, whether it's for the tune or not, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, he's, just, he's a striker just on a bad run. I mean, you've seen what he was doing before the World Cup break. Injuries, obviously, hamper Wilson. I mean, he's, he's constantly injured, isn't he? It's yeah. just whether... You, the bit in the question there, before the season ends, it's just whether he's going to get a chance to, to do that before the season ends. What we've got left? 12 games? Uh, 13 games or so? He might do, um, but if Isak steps up, I mean, you can't see Wilson getting in, can you? He's not going to play two up front. But I, I, I don't think Wilson's finished like as a striker. I think even if he, say, if he was to leave Newcastle in the summer, I think he'd still score goals elsewhere. Yeah, no, he will. He will definitely. Uh, we 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 had this discussion last night, and I think Pete's frozen there. But uh, we we were saying what Premier League club he, he could potentially go to if he was to leave. We don't think he is leaving because our our sponsor is sorting out his bathrooms at the moment. Uh, so uh, it just looks like he's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> his bathrooms and radiators. But um, yeah, we we said the likes of Fulham, Brentford, clubs like that, maybe um, that 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 he, that he might. I think he can up. still stick around for another year. I'm I mean, even if you even if Newcastle sign a striker, they they got rid of Chris Wood. Ideally, if you play with one striker, you want three of them, don't you? So I mean, yeah, he's still be here next season. Yeah, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Right. That's it for the questions. I'm going to quickly run through the sponsors, and we'll we'll close down the show. Uh, Pete will probably jump back on. But <laughs> shout out to our sponsors, the RadiatorShed.com, and we put. Charlie and myself in jail. Uh, and if, if, if you need any he- uh, heating or radiator needs, uh, contact the radiatorshed.com. And uh, yeah, you'll have seen in the past the, the range that are available from Russ there. And this is Russ with Callum Wilson, checking them all out. Uh, and if you need to get them installed, uh, the install works will sort that out for you as well. Russ is other company. And also a shout out to, uh, let me give me another sheet. Boom. Uh, to H2O, H2O Bathroom Design Co., the Northeast's largest supplier of Velcro and botch bathroom wear. Uh, Team Valley Gates said over 20 years established, ran by the family. Get down to the showroom on 11th Avenue, Team Valley Estate in Gateshead. So, Charlie, do you need any bathroom uh, so set up by you? Know, well, yes, you left actually, to go to the bathroom <laughs> there. Uh, you didn't have to go outside. Do you need a new bathroom? Maybe, maybe these are the way to go. Honestly, mate, I'm not even just saying this just to like um, <laughs> give the give the the sponsor some sort of credit. But actually, I might need a new bathroom soon, so oh. I'll, I'll give them a bell. I'll give them a bell. Do do. That's what you talk to. Go to either Russ or Martin. Russ looks after the radiators or Martin. Tell them we sent you uh, um, their way, and yeah, they will sort you out with some fabulous uh, showroom ideas there. So. Uh, check it all out but yeah that is a shout out to our sponsors as we said there there as well we have uh we've already mentioned the way it is that's on tomorrow at half seven we'll be back at the weekend uh on saturday night to cover the the review show as well uh so uh keep an eye on for that so doesn't look like Pete's coming back. I know he's jumping on to another show. Actually, uh, the the uh, the Mr. Doors uh, show at nine to talk about uh, the, uh, the the Forest game. So that 
you might find them there if you want, want to follow them after this. But Charlie, thanks a million for, for joining us. Uh, and uh, enjoy the game on Pally's Day. Have uh, a few beers. I will, mate, 100%. I will be. You know me, Friday night, I'll be having a few beers. Oh, <laughs> Cheers. Thank you, everyone in the chat as well. Cheers for your we, questions and everything. We might catch you in April, Charlie. We're all, all, all of Lord is over in, in April, the end of April. So we might, we might even bump into you. Oh, wicked, mate. Wicked. Definitely hit us oh. up. Hit us up 100%. Nice one. Cheers, Charlie, mate. Top man. Thanks a million. Thanks, everyone, for watching. <laughs> How'd you like that? I'm <laughs> <laughs>